Welcome to University Pod. Today we're talking about working while at uni. And you know, I think a lot of people are listening to this thinking, particularly British people, like, oh, you know, there's a lot of politics going on right now. A bit too much politics. And they're probably thinking, oh, you listen to a podcast, you know, get away from it all. Got some bad news. It's not going to work. But this is very general politics. It's not as specific. As we all know, Morgan's Scottish, kind of English, depending on who you ask, the system or Morgan. And I'm Danish, so we have quite different, what can we say, financial situations when it comes to uni. What you just said about me is incredibly confusing to people who don't know who I am. Exactly, so that's I'm why gonna I'm going to have you explain it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. because we're talking about jobs, we are therefore talking about money. Exactly. And yeah. I think it's important that we clarify our both of our financial situations at the beginning. Yeah. Also so, just for our perspectives. I am in a very weird situation that I think almost no one is in. So I am from Scotland. I applied to university when I lived in Scotland, but by the time I went to university, I lived in England. And so therefore I'm in some sort of weird limbo situation between being Scottish in the eyes of the university, but English in the eyes of the funding agencies. So I pay the Scottish rate, which is £1,825 a year for tuition, which normally would be paid for immediately for free by the Scottish government. But I am paying it with an English loan that I will pay off at some point, partially or in full, or never. Or never. If I don't get a job over... Are studying history so that might happen yes thanks for that so i may have to confront that loan at some point if i do eventually earn over eighteen thousand three hundred and thirty pounds a year and my cost of living are thankfully paid for by my parents income yeah which is an extremely privileged position and i'm extremely grateful to be in it and i'm aware that that's not the case for many people and that's quite a contrasting situation to mine i would say um, yes so um so yeah. here we have a scottish national someone's uh, lived the majority of their life in scotland and uh, we have johnny foreigner over here <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I grew up in Denmark and then I decided to come to Scotland to go to university. And I have my entire tuition fee paid by the Scottish government and I never have to pay back that money ever again. Um, and I'm so fortunate that the Danish system is so that everyone who goes to university and is in the education system after you, you turn 18 get money from the state that can sustain your living despite your parents' income if you're at university. So every single university student in Denmark are paid what is about the equivalent of 600 pounds a month just to subsidize their living and i never have to pay that back and i i got to bring that with me to scotland for the full four years it's a very fortunate situation and i'm so lucky that that can sustain myself so i don't have a job at uni i sometimes work during the summer just to make extra money so that it can be a little bit more fun to live as a student but but it's not a necessity and all of a sudden the audience's sympathy for you has plummeted i think one <laughs> this issue of money and work and stuff like that is where different countries systems come into stark contrast with each other <clears throat> even within the same flat you know yeah. uh, yes it yeah. can get a bit messy because we we have the exact same situation we go to the same uni you know we live in the same place but our funding is is vastly different So now we've got Isti, who's joining us for the podcast, talking about working well at uni. Hi, Isti. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Too. Do you want to introduce yourself just like shortly? Oh, yes. Uh, my name is Isti. I'm studying history and international relations. And this is my second year at the University of Aberdeen. And as you've already heard, I'm here for talking about working besides uni. What is your job? I work for Deliveroo. Yeah, picking up food from different restaurants and just like delivering it to yeah. people who order them. Yeah. And you bike. You're not like one of those people on a scooter. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I bike. I mean, that's the cheapest way of doing it because you don't have yeah. to pay for fuel and yeah. gas and things like that. Can I ask, have you ever seen me on the street? 
No. Because I waved to someone who I thought was you, and he just looked at me. Do you usually see a guy wearing stupid, bright socks and a Christmas hat? Was it a light? Do you wear a Christmas hat? Yeah, I wear a Christmas hat. Okay, that helps me so much, because I also, like, stare at Deliveroo people when they come back in because I want to see if it's you and yeah. it just ends up with really weird eye contact and it's never you so. no I wear like <laughs> stupid socks and, and a Christmas hat just to make it fun oh, for the okay. for the customers and for oh, myself so you know it's like, like like five hours of cycling there it's just like it's a good money but other than that it's a bit boring to be honest so I'm like if I look down on my socks I'm like that's good <laughs> that makes oh, me happy so nice. and also you know during December I'm gonna sing to my customers gosh so. oh my be like oh, here's your food <laughs> yeah yeah really. Yeah. wish you a Merry Christmas and things <laughs> like that. How did you uh, end up working for Deliveroo? Well, their uh, offer is really tempting, to be honest, in terms of like, I can decide whenever I want to work. And it's basically allows me to go home whenever I want, study whenever I want, socialize, do other activities, either related to union or not, whenever I want. And also, it's relatively easy to get into it, like without any previous experience. But the flexibility drew you in. Yeah, the flexi- yeah. flexibility. Yeah. There so- are many, many disadvantages too, but as always, like as any job basically yeah. so, so I, th- I think I know how it works but correct me if I'm wrong you're on like you're on shift yeah and then you just wait to get you know an order yeah and then you go to the place and then you deliver yeah it. Okay. Exactly. I have the option to either accept it or, or, or decline the order okay. itself if I think it's a bad fee or if I think it's too far away. So how does your pay work? Based on distance. So when you're waiting for the order, yeah. you're not getting paid? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm getting paid after I delivered an order. Okay. So, um, so typically, what would you say your sort of hourly... Hourly, it's like never below than 10, okay. which is quite yeah. good. Once I got 15 per hour, so wow. that's the other... That's the other the end, end, yeah. But I would say the usual is, is 11, 12. And how many hours a week do you work usually? A week? Well, 12, 15. That's just for my food and things like that. So, Yeah, so this issue of work kind of fits into the broader issue of money and financing university. Yeah. H- how much of your money from your job is is funding you being here basically i got two sources of income one of them is the delivery which is like i would say the two third of my monthly expenses and one wow. third which is like just basically my flat rent is coming from my parents okay that's yeah. it but i said them that i won't accept more than my flat rent okay yeah and they were like well okay if you say so and your tuition fees is paid through SAS, right yeah yeah, yes. yeah of course yeah. yeah being a european union citizen it's just like so i don't have to pay for the university well we, yeah we, we may get on to that i think and we were talking about it before but before that working in the uk obviously the makeup of the uk economy and particularly the strength of the pound it makes more sense for you to work here than it does for you to say work over the summer in hungary is that correct because yeah. of the exchange yeah exactly like i would rather work here for let's say a month uh, and then go back for the rest of two months for instance if it's a summer break and have it like truly like partying and socializing with yeah. my friends and living up all that money because obviously there I don't have to pay for accommodation and food and things like that because I'm living with my family then for instance continuously working in Hungary during the whole three months that's another quite good thing about Deliveroo you could just go home for summer you didn't really have to quit right exactly that's that's the quit even over Christmas I have friends who've had to quit just to go home to see their family exactly so I don't know if you know the answer to this question is, but you don't have X number of hours that you have to work per week so you are on a zero hours there's no contract you're on a zero hours contract exactly 
minds. This is where the politics comes in. It's, it's quite a contentious issue in the UK. I can decide whenever I want to work, but they, on the other hand, they're not uh, responsible for constantly giving me orders. So if yeah. within an hour no orders comes in, I cannot blame them. Yeah, and so it's, it's totally no right. I mean, yeah, I got it. And I'm not complaining. I like it. Do you know how it works with insurance and stuff like that? Like if you get hurt while you're, no, you're working? No, 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 nothing. There's nothing? Nothing. If I'm not being able to work, then it's my own problem. But on the other hand, afford in a sense that like time wisely to go back home whenever I want. So to you, obviously, the positives outweighs the negatives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would say. The great criticism that zero-hour contracts come under is not when it's people who are employed in zero-hour contracts, not in situations like you where you're a student and it's like a... I mean, obviously, I wouldn't do this for full time yeah. besides studying it's it's perfect it's like i like it it's also exercise keeps me fit yeah. managed to cycle longer distances during the summer due to my work here yeah as every job it has its backslashes yeah. too and you don't feel like it takes too much time away from your studies and your social life at uni no 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 so how is the balance are you you i mean you're in second year now so it's getting kind of serious but yeah you're, you're finding it fine? Yeah, I'm finding it fine. I have a lot of energy. I'm always just like a bit always hyperactive busy. at some, some, some times too. It's perfect for you. Yeah. And the time for management me, doesn't phase you? No, it's not. Because like it. I can decide. If I realize like even one day before an assignment that, oh, I haven't prepared well and I still need like eight hours to write my essay or whatever, then I can still cancel my shifts. What would you have done if you couldn't find a job at all in the UK? That's a very hard thing. I came here partly based on some recommendations that you can indeed find jobs here okay, as a student. Okay, so it was a part of your consideration even yeah, to go it, to Yeah, it was, it was the part of my consideration. Yeah. Like, it was one serious question. I, I, I knew, even during my high school years, like, wherever I, I go to university, I would like to work besides that. Yeah. So it was also a serious factor. So you said earlier that you would refuse to take more than a certain amount from your parents. So reading slightly between the lines, if you'll... If you let me, is this a thing where you say I need to be self-funded, in, at least in the majority? That's a kind of a like a moral philosophical thing for you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's my own inner consideration. They offered me more and I was like, no, I got two other brothers, things like that. It's my own morality. It, I, I would feel a bit guilty. So when you were evaluating your options for funding yourself going to university, what about loans? Because I, I know that the um, the Scottish government pays EU citizens tuition fees. Yeah. But you don't have access to the maintenance loans for the living costs. Yeah. So that is picked up by the domestic governments from wherever the people are coming from. What options were available to you as a Hungarian? Well, there is a general student loan in Hungary. I mean, I believe I'm. this is a kind of fortunate situation where... Yeah. I am right now, like both like from my parents, both from, from me and I haven't really thought about it here. I haven't really checked like are there any private loans available for instance? Because like SAS yeah. does that. I mean it's a lot of help. Yeah. The the tuition fees itself. So I'm definitely fortunate to have that and I'm not complaining at all. But yeah, in Hungary there is a general student loan, but I was like I don't really fancy having a loan, being 18 and coming to a city and a country I've never been before. When you realised that you could get a job and you could fund yourself almost entirely through that, it was almost like, well, why even bother looking at the loans? Yeah. I guess. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. One last question, I guess. The system you have going for you right now seems to be working for you. Is that you're just going to take that forward into the future, into honours years? I would say so, yeah. yeah. And you don't think it's going to disadvantage you? 
Because, no, yeah. I mean, one of my main motto, I hate the word motto, but one of my main mottos is you cannot study 24-7. No. So yeah. find other things. And yeah. if it benefits you money-wise and exercise-wise, then it's good. Yeah. That's nice. And I think what you talked about there with the singing and, and the fun hats, it's, it's, quite, it's quite good because you need to love your work. Yeah. It's like mental yeah. freedom. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. at least try to find some aspects of it which you can love. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Brilliant. Thank you so much for talking oh, to us. Oh, thank you yeah. very much for inviting me. And that was Ishti. A little friend. Delivery extraordinaire. Yes. Gosh. He's so nice. So happy. Do, it's interesting doing these interviews. Like We keep meeting people who just seem to have their lives together. I'm like... I, do you feel bad now, Morgan? <laughs> yeah, I do. Honestly, like I don't have a job, and my I'm like I could never have a job. I've, my time management yeah. is horrendous. But maybe it's the case that having extra demands put put on you makes you rise to the occasion. Yeah, yeah, of course. It puts pressure on you to actually do yeah. stuff. Just like if you have more classes, like surely you would be okay with yes. it. You just true, absolutely, have to adjust, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, at the same time, I do. Ishti is a guy who runs triathlons. I also found it quite interesting how he just didn't feel as if he would ever want to put more pressure on his parents, you know, like or take from them more than he would have to. Yeah, so a lot of students get jobs based on pure necessity. Yeah, but his was a, a decision about how he wanted to live his life and the financial burden yeah. that he was happy to put on his parents. So exactly. he said he would only limit the financial contributions they would give to him small amount and that the majority would be made up from him yeah. which I, I completely understand the moral sense. decision is very something you can respect yeah. i think self-subsistence is an admirable thing to strive for definitely which just makes me feel worse <laughs> hi pavlina and welcome to the podcast hello thank you for having me do you want to introduce yourself just for Okay, so I'm Pavlina. I'm a fourth year business management student. I am also a marketing assistant at the company called SEM. Um, I do a few other things within the university. So what does... SCM do and what do you do? SCM is a company who focuses on like waste management which basically means that they are helping companies to drive further efficiencies um, and help them deal with their water issues or waste issues um, whatever it may be and they're kind of trying to aim for a circular economy which means that they will treat the water or waste and try to create further co-products that the company can actually benefit from and make profit which then leads to the full circle of circular economy okay very cool and, and you specifically work in marketing um so i work in the marketing department which means creating marketing materials and um, preparing content for social media creating presentations pretty much anything that relates to marketing and advertising and, and what you do now is in line with what you would like to do as a full-time career once you finish university is that correct uh, yeah definitely so i think i've been really lucky and the job that i actually do at the moment i feel that might be somebody's dream graduate job which yeah. is really cool it seems to fit perfect into your yeah for yeah. sure yeah. it's it's great for like improving skills and like you also learn how a company works um especially it's such a young company so they're only three years old so you kind of like get to shape the company slightly as well you can have a bit more input it's not very corporate but it's very much up to people to actually add to value of the company which is yeah. great so when you were looking for a job 
was it a necessary precondition for you that what you were going to do had to be related to something that you would like to do in your future career or did you just get lucky? I think I just got very lucky because I before I applied for this job I actually had another job I was not really looking for a job it was just a coincidence that uh, my friend actually sent me an application for this job uh, which then I piled out and then sent out um, and I got the job Um, so it was not necessary for me to actually find something in the industry but I think it's always helpful. And what was your previous job? Uh, So I worked in HomeSense and then TK Maxx in the TJX company. Yeah, so that would be maybe when people think of a student job. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a student job. Yeah, what they think of it's it's not something that they're furthering their career with. They're just looking to get yeah, a bit it's extra just money. a job. You're okay. almost just you know doing two things at once: getting your summer internship experience, which a lot of people do, and then yeah, also getting paid during the term. Yeah, but in which is really nice. It's amazing. So how does the workload compare between your, your previous job uh, and the one you have now? Is it more work or? I think it's more like let's say. My previous job was very much you go to your shift, you do your work, you leave your work there and you go home and you go back to your studies or your usual life. Whereas now it's kind of because you use your mind a lot more than in a retail job because marketing is like very much about ideas and like creativity. Um, so even when you're not working, you're thinking about things and like trying to come up with new ideas as well for your job. So it's that kind of a job that you actually don't leave, you know, in the office. You just take it with you everywhere and just think about work. But when you're thinking about work, you're also evolving your studies to a certain extent, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely. like you're s- studying at the same time. So is it really yeah. taking away from your studies or is it adding to it more so? Would you um, say? I think it's a bit of both sometimes it's great you know because I have the practical experience on top of my theoretical knowledge or something that I've learned at university but sometimes you maybe feel like you're thinking too much you know like you never stop thinking (laughs) and it just gives you like this pain in your brain you're just like I just want to do nothing now and just like not think do you sometimes yearn for the days of where you could just do your shift and then that's it yeah i mean i'm i sometimes miss it you know when i'm really stressed with deadlines and i've got so much to do and then on top of that i've got a society role as well and when like all of it gets a bit too much sometimes i just wish i could just go home and do nothing not think about anything yeah very understandable to be fair yeah yeah yeah, absolutely but i would also imagine it would be at least sometimes a bit more rewarding than working at say tk max yeah i mean it's definitely rewarding because as i said earlier it's such a young company so you have so much input especially because there's nobody else above me who would actually be a marketing manager i get kind of like a free range of things that i can do i work with consultants as well which is amazing because i can learn from real experts in the industry who have been working you know as consultants for years and years and it's like great experience and when you actually put forward an idea and it gets approved and then you get feedback on it and people like it and it's not just people within the company but outside of the company it is a real reward but you said there there's no one above you in the company in, in your role specifically so can you then go home for christmas and actually take it off and what do you do in those situations uh, i mean i still have a manager that i report to yeah, um he's not within the marketing area so he's the coo of the company that i re- report to currently mm-hmm. uh, so i can still go home for christmas but as i said it's more like I think it's more like my mindset that I never leave work behind. I always just think about work or think about things I could improve. But I think that's more of a personal thing. So it's it's less so the demands of the job, but rather a reflection yeah. of your personality. Yeah, definitely. Because I think like yeah. what you put in, you get out. Uh, so the more you put in, the more you get out of it. 
Yeah. How many hours do you put in physically there a week? I work 20 hours a week in the office, but sometimes if needed, I do extra work on top of that, which is usually from home. On top of being a fourth year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and having a society managing role. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds tough. Yeah. It is tough at times, but it, it's a great experience, you know, like when else to do it than now. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll graduate and you'll already have experience in the in the industry yeah i mean definitely that's i think it's like that's why i'm doing everything i'm doing because you know once i leave university i've already had this experience and i can further expand on it and not just start from zero is there an area of your life that you think is hit more hard i mean social life or getting enough sleep something like that i mean i think it's more like my social life because i don't usually you know sometimes you just wish you could just be home or like go to your friends i don't really do that because there's always something for me to do yeah but i think also being in a society you get to spend time with your friends doing something productive which is always nice things to do because it's just killing two birds with one stone you're doing so much more than we are i feel like (laughs) yeah i'm so unemployable (laughs) by comparison Do you feel like the uni structure in Scotland especially really allows you to embrace all of these different activities as you're studying? It does to a certain point, especially comparing it to my country. I'm from Czech Republic, where the education system is very much, you know, you need to study a lot. You need to memorize everything by the book. And it doesn't really give you that much flexibility to work, especially like the educational system in here. And in particular, my degree allows me to, you know, work 20 hours a week, have a society role and do all these things that I really enjoy which is really great I think that also speaks to your time management skills I don't think everyone would be able to do that <laughs> yeah I mean it's definitely a lot about time management I feel like if you want to do all these things you need to know how to do them and when to do them and in order to do all of them you just need to you know set time aside and just plan what you're going to do when you're going to do it how long it's going to take you to do it otherwise you'll just get lost yeah yeah Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for talking to us. Well, that was amazing. Thank you for having me. Impressive. Yes. Thank you so much. That was Pavlina. So, boss girl. Yeah. Do I, you feel bad about yourself now, Morgan? Do you feel bad I about yourself? I feel bad yourself? about myself. So, so that, hang on a yeah, minute. We, we both, should both feel yeah, bad. We, and we do. I think we do. But we should probably also clarify probably not the most, no, not a typical experience. Oh, definitely to not. To have your But shit, they're out there. To you have know. your shit together that much congratulations to her honestly now, now i just have to go to the library just to just to make myself feel better <laughs> but also it did, it did sound quite difficult yeah she she did mention how some of some of the sacrifices involve her social mm. life but you know it's a prioritization and it's almost an investment into her future yeah she certainly couldn't make a podcast on that schedule a hundred percent exactly Hi, Vicky. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Do you want to introduce yourself just quickly? Um, my name's Vicky. I'm a fourth-year history student. That's Where it. are you from? I'm from Kent. I work at Pataudry, Aberdeen Football Stadium, and I work for Hudson's Catering, which do functions, mainly weddings. Are you happy with it so far? Yeah, I like it, especially huh? the dips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have a job. How many mm-hmm. sort of hours do you work a week? Would you say? Um, so they send around a text, um, like the week before, and yeah. then you just sign up for how whatever shifts you want to do. Um, usually they're just on like a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So I can just do like an evening. If it's a ball, you're looking at like five, six hours on a Friday evening. The wedding shifts are 
usually 14 hours and that would be all day on a Saturday Um, but you kind of make all your money in one day or so I can do two weddings a month and then I'm kind of that's my rent Mm. pretty much paid for that sounds really nice actually actually. it's very flexible yeah yeah definitely and it's a zero hour contract I assume yeah yeah so I can just sign up for as and when I want and then when I go home over Christmas and stuff I just won't sign up for any it's not like you have like two hour shifts like five times a week or anything you've got that separation usually they're quite long shifts as well like a football a football match would be I don't know seven eight hours um, and then obviously weddings are, are a lot longer yeah, and for how cool. long can you say no to shifts and then still stay on as an employee as long as so I go home, go home yeah. over summer and it's fine. yeah I go home over the summer for three months do you work during the summer or? I do just at home yeah yeah at home. home in Kent what do you do at home in Kent I am a tour guide in a dockyard <laughs> cool wow what yeah. does that entail so I work in the ropery I do 45 minute tours of the ropery so obviously that that's where they used to make rope can I ask which pays better the weddings the weddings mm, well if yeah. I get tips at the football one then that would pay more but yeah yeah my pay at home is is not as good as here yeah. have you ever considered staying in Aberdeen then over the summer no not no. really and because I study history it's more relevant i can get into the archives and do some volunteer work down there yeah as well, i was gonna so. say because it's a, wow. yeah it's like a history-based job my grandparents love it they get to come and visit and it's, <laughs> it's a long tour though 45 minutes talk that, about ropes. that's yeah. a good point actually it's character-led though so i'm in victorian when you applied for it did you think how applicable it was to your history degree yeah i definitely yeah. did um it's really close to my house so i've been going there a lot growing up i was super excited how do you find balancing your your work here at Aberdeen with your studies and everything? Not too bad. It kind of motivates me more. I know I have to work during the week. I uh, can't yeah. just, you know, have a lie-in. I have to get up and work because I know I can't necessarily do it at the weekend. So it kind of motivates me a bit more. Time, My time management has to be better. Work is obviously the big... Uh, one of the big fun forms of funding. Do you ever mm-hmm. think about taking a loan out? So I have my student loan. Which is for just for the tuition? No. You're getting maintenance have, too? Yeah, I have a maintenance ah, see, loan cool. as well. Um, but obviously that's based on your parents' income. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. my maintenance loan doesn't cover my rent. Do your parents make financial contributions to they your education? They did in first year. And then they kind of said, we want you to at least make an effort to start getting a okay, job yeah. and contributing. And then if you do need help, they'll definitely help me out if I ring okay. them up. I've never needed it, but yeah. it's nice to know. No, it's there. Do you feel maybe a bit more? I was speaking to Ishti, and he was saying that he didn't want his parents to support him mm-hmm. for like, almost like a out of principle. Do you feel that at all, or it seemed like for him it was more of a sort of I'm an I, you know I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm, I'm pursuing an education, but I should be self sufficient. Yeah, definitely. I think my parents are quite they they're more keen for me to be providing for myself. Even yeah. when I go home, they make me contribute. So I pay like fifteen pounds a week just to kind of yeah, so that yeah. I'm still kind of paying money and contributing yeah, yeah. and stuff towards the house but they also want me to go out and have a good time they wouldn't want me to be working constantly all yeah. the time and not enjoying the uni life we had a bit of an we argument. had a bit of a discussion about opinions of loans intuition what is what? your thoughts about being an english person in the scottish system well because i have to pay yeah i don't know it's quite annoying because it, it doesn't make sense to me because obviously i'm still in the eu if i lived in anywhere else in the eu i wouldn't have to pay <laughs> it doesn't make sense so it annoys you <clears throat> i guess yeah. so yeah. um but then if i went to uni in england i'd have to pay anyway so yeah. i guess it doesn't affect me in that if i was going to go to uni it would have been in the uk so anywhere yeah. i would have had to have paid in school were you taught a lot about how the loans actually work Definitely not. No? Really? Well, I didn't even know you got your fourth... Because you get your fourth year free. But I didn't even... That's a good point, actually. I think my mum was speaking to a taxi driver once and the taxi driver's daughter was about to go to uni in, I think, Edinburgh. And he didn't know. 
because I think that the idea is that you have like um like parity between mm-hmm. yeah going to uni in Scotland and England. So there's a lot of misinformation about yeah. oh, loans definitely. and payments and and the maintenance loan as well because yeah. it's it's all based on what your parents earn. Yeah, what do you think of that? Because obviously, like ability to pay doesn't always correlate to willingness. Exactly. Yeah. Well, at first it really stressed me out. Like we had this meeting and they were like, oh yeah, so it's based on what your parents earn, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to uni. <laughs> and then my parents yeah. kind of sat down and we sort of spoke about it and they were like look we can you know help you in this way you don't need to worry about they were the most reassuring than any of my teachers or anything really definitely because they wanted me to go to uni oh so this was like a process you had like a talk you had before you even applied yeah yeah because we had it so we had a student finance meeting but they basically just said how to apply and all the forms you have to fill in and you have to fill in masses and masses of forms and neither of my parents are very good at online so I had to print them all off and it's like a 30 page document Mm. and my dad's going through all his finances from two years ago or something and yeah to get the household income yeah to understand what that is yeah did you work before fourth year um yes so i worked um at uni i've worked since second year second year i got my job because in first year my parents were like we don't we just want you to get used to living yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) my sister just started uni this year and because i now have a job she was like well i need to get a job and my parents really didn't want her to they just for the first year you just need to settle you're in a new place do you think that generally having to have a job at uni puts you at a disadvantage to those who can't or do you think it's just a time management thing I think it is just a time management thing. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm at a disadvantage. I feel like realistically the most I'm going to be working is like one day a week. So for me not to work all day on a Saturday, I can definitely make that up when other people are doing other yeah. things so it's like the part-time aspect that makes it doable yeah definitely. Exactly. but also the zero hours part i mean zero hour contracts obviously as you'll know a very contentious political issue in the mm-hmm. uk but oh, for yes. you it seems like it's what you need yeah definitely yeah. in uh, in second year i worked in uh, a cafe and then i used to work every saturday and sunday and that was a lot more difficult to manage my time because also if then i did life, right? yeah if you yeah. do want to go out and do something you're, yeah, it's more difficult. Did you then have to quit over Christmas or summer? Uh, over summer, I had to quit. Easter, yeah. no Easter, they wouldn't let me go home. Mm. So this is this works a lot better for me. And thank, thank you, you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. No, it was good fun. So that's uh, Vicky two point <laughs> Not our producer. Vicky part two. Vicky with a V. But I thought her perspective was pretty good, especially how it's her parents motivating her to actually work, yeah. like trying to, you know, raise her into being a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a respect, great respect independent woman. Yeah. Also respect those parents that uh, <coughs> think that uni is a time for studying and then having a social life. I think there's no right way or wrong way to do these things. No, uh, but it's interesting with the different perspectives. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it seemed like she was coping fine. One of the things we can take away from that interview is also the whole, you know, focus in first year. On just right. settling into uni because it's such a different lifestyle and then not having that extra pressure. To well, work. that's interesting to me, though, because if I if I, I think if I was ever to get a job at uni, it probably would be at first year or second year. Making friends and figuring out how to manage your time. But I guess maybe having a job makes that easier because you're more pressured into actually managing your True, time. True, yeah, maybe it dictates the yeah. time management onto you rather than, you know, yeah. having to, to come up with it yourself. But that was the takeaway most of the people we interviewed had, that yeah. it didn't really take away from their studies. It just forced them to value their time more, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, and it's interesting that both um, Vicky and Ishti, who we were speaking with earlier, um, were talking about the flexibility that they have with their contracts. Yeah. Um, In the media, of course, that's a different debate, usually. I think one of the the things that's talked about with regards to this issue is the um, how good it is for students specifically yeah to have this arrangement um, um and there, there we are that's yeah two great examples of it. Fa- two fabulous examples okay so wrapping up on working well at uni 
financial situations definitely play into it. Not it's a doable. lot of people do it from choice. It's doable. Yeah. Uh, that seems like what it is. If you get the right job for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Vicky and our friends too often who like speak of working at a cafe being less doable simply because they don't want you to take time off during the holidays and the busy times when yeah. you want to be home with your family. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's a, I think that's an important thing to note is that not all jobs are not created equally whatsoever. Exactly. And also the, the amount of time you put into it. Well, the thing that kind of puts me off is like this idea that you could just never catch a breath, you know, like you'd be working all the time yeah. and then you finally get a break from studying and, oh, got to do your work shift now, like that. Unless your work shift can, can help you get that mental breathing. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Like, for example, Ishi, who sometimes, like, thought it was actually nice to get studying out of your head and come out and just, like, bike. Yeah, I, I think I've spoken to him about this before, is that he, he doesn't feel intimidated by the UK um, attitude of drivers towards cyclists. Because of Hungary. Because he comes from Hungary. Yeah, because yeah, I'd be scared. Yeah, same. If you would have a job... Any job you wanted, what job would you have? Something that's applicable to my studies that I can then put on my CV. Yeah, no, yeah. this is a fair point, actually. So I would um, want something that could, to just to some extent, like working at a museum. Or... Do you know what a nice thing is, actually, I think, when being a student, is you have the longest summers ever. Yeah, summers are great for working. Because I sometimes yeah. think about this. Like, when I was at school, right, you finish in, like, June like mid-June and then you start in August it's not that long yeah, right? so, so but you'd then you've prefer got, to work over you the have summer the long, yeah because you yeah. have the long long summer yeah. of sometimes even you finish at the beginning of May yeah especially I worked for like three and a half months at a factory yeah. uh, the previous summer and I made so much money it was so nice like it didn't help my CV whatsoever and it was horrible but like it was so nice it was such a comfortable life that I was able to have the, the following year because of that I like my job over summer well, you went flyering. I handed out You had a flyers. great job. Like, I worked at the Fringe. It was awesome. Exactly. Big up all those listeners who I met at the Fringe because there's, there's <laughs> going to be a few of them. So that's a wrap, folks. But join us again next time where we will be switching gears, flipping the table, <laughs> doing all sorts of different shenanigans because we are going to be interviewing professors and academics and people who work at the university exactly. as opposed to students. And we're going to get a different story to what we've got so far. It's so exciting, actually. And as always, we'd like to thank all the people who help us make this podcast and put it out there. Uh, first of all, of course, our producer, Victoria Krebeka, or Vicky, as we like to call her. And then Lassa Melgor, who is our music producer. Davina Storinova, our graphic designer. And Alyssa Ilivko, who helps us recruit all the guests because we don't, we don't have that many friends. And then, of course, ASR Studios, who lets us record, which is very, very nice of them. Thank you.